Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hi, this is You Beauty, Mamma Mia's podcast for your face. My name is Sharon Hutt, but everyone around here just calls me Shazzy, and I'm going to dive into a very interesting topic today with an industry expert. The topic is clean beauty. You've heard of it. I've heard of it. We've all heard of it. But let me tell you, I've worked as a beauty journalist for 15 years, and I can't even say for sure what it even means. So is the term clean beauty real, or is it all a fallacy? To talk me through it, I'm joined by returning guest, skin and dermal therapist, Isabella Longregan, who is the founder of Regional New South Wales Clinic, IL Skin. Isabella, thank you for coming back to discuss this very weighty topic. Clean beauty. Is this a legitimate beauty product category? Look at my face. <laughs> Do I look frustrated? The clean beauty thing. <laughs> the listeners thing. can hear it. They can't even see your face, so they can hear ah, it. The clean beauty thing. So the bottom line about the terminology clean beauty is that it doesn't exist. Mm. We don't have any regulatory boards that are controlling who defines what clean beauty is. So the people that are trying to do the right thing by buying clean beauty are almost being taken advantage of by marketers is how I see it. There's a soft movement that you should try and choose things that are healthy for you and the environment. But that is just that. There's no regulatory board indicating Mm. that you need to check these boxes. And that's where it gets scary. And Um, I think that's what is probably the issue is that people aren't aware that there isn't, there isn't a little long list no. of things that you have to get no, through in because order to be able to say this to. is a clean beauty product. That's right. So no, it isn't a real term. It isn't a real thing. There's no regulatory board controlling what is clean and what isn't. As the consumer, you're left to work it out yourself, which is hard work. So if I invented a beauty product tomorrow and decided it's a clean beauty product and I just wrote that on that. Is you this can something do that. you are absolutely allowed to do? Yes, you can do that. That is absolutely terrifying. <laughs> it is absolutely terrifying. It is shocking. Mm. And that's the problem is that it's so unregulated that it's just the Wild West out there effectively. Mm. So you have for things like that. There's other areas like, there um, are other that are areas. highly regulated. Yeah, there are areas that are highly regulated And that's the thing. It's people who are interested in these kind of clean beauty products generally are people who are also taking very good care of themselves in terms of what they eat, put in their body, and so they think by By doing this and that, they're also doing the right thing. Yeah, which leads us into a scary false sense of security. And also on the flip side is that a lot of people that choose clean beauty choose it because they are scared of what they're avoiding. They're like, I don't want that, so I'm going to choose this. But the problem is what is in these clean beauty is often so unregulated Mm. that it causes more issues because 
we're pulling out like extreme essences and they're burning people's skin or we're completely taking out forests for a particular, like sandalwood in India, like they completely took out the forest to take over because this demand for this ingredient took over the whole industry and then we're sort of buying into this clean beauty thing thinking, oh, well, I'm helping the ecosystem, I'm helping myself, but actually you're doing the opposite. So you've got to be very careful in what you believe really and do your research. Often with clean beauty, I feel like the products are themselves defined by what's not in them. Exactly. So they, they don't contain phthalates, yes. silicones. Yes. They don't contain parabens and sulfates. Yeah. Why are these ingredients kind of earned this nasties tag so oh, they're not clean? I know. And that's the problem. Like sodium lauryl sulfate's one that is an interesting one because sodium lauryl sulfate is a foaming agent. It's in everything. It's in palm olive dishwashing liquid. It's in toothpaste. It's in cleansers. And that's where it started to get a bad rep because it strips. It's one of the only things that can take bacon grease off a fry pan, which is wonderful. We need that. <laughs> but we don't want it on our skin. But we also can have a little bit on your skin. It's well, you all wash about, a dish, I guess, yeah, with you your wash, hands generally. Exactly. <laughs> so you can have a little bit and it's all about the formulation as well. One type of sodium lauryl sulfate could be formulated in, say, a bad manufacturing plant. But another type of sodium lauryl sulfate could be manufactured in someone that owns it that's really, really up on skincare and knows exactly what they're doing and is hell-bent on doing the right thing by the skin. And this is where the deregulation of or the non-regulation of the industry industry is really scary because we don't know which one's which. Mm. That's the other problem. And this is where it gets tricky for the consumer. Like, how do you know? And I think it's worthwhile doing your research on products or doing your research on a skin therapist or a cosmetic chemist that is making a product. And you, like anything, like a news reporter or a newspaper or any type of media channel, you kind of think, oh, well, I like what they say and they seem to have good references and their resources seem sound. You know, you've got to do your own research to work out, okay, I think I trust this woman or this man who's making a product and, you know, don't just blindly choose something and hope for the best. Like anything, you wouldn't blindly choose a baby food and feed it to your baby. You'd go, oh, well, this one looks good. Mm. It doesn't have this in it. You've got to treat yourself the same way. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. There's one kind of thinking with clean beauty products as well that, you know, this idea of excluding certain ingredients or ensuring that other nasties aren't in there yeah. comes at a price of product efficacy. Yes. Is that that's the a other real issue. consideration? Absolutely. Because in my clinic, women arrive, usually women, men don't care, men are just like, oh, just tell me what to put on my skin and I'll do it. <laughs> Fabulous clients. But women arrive and they go, oh, I'm using this product because I'm trying to lead a natural lifestyle and da 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 But then they're like, but I've got all these wrinkles and my face is bright red and like I'm really dry and oh, I'm aging. And, and I'm like, well, you know, we can keep using the clean beauty or the naturally based product, but the efficacy is I'm not mm. going to say it's terrible, mm. but often it's not great. And it all comes down to the formulation. It comes down to the molecular structure and the delivery system of that ingredient 
into your skin. So usually when people leave and I've educated them about clean beauty and about products and formulations and safety and molecular structure and delivery systems and all of these things, they're like, oh, I thought I should just not use that because there was an ad on TV and it said it was clean. Mm. Like they were privy to the marketing. And then when they actually took the time to be educated and they chose to come and see me and have a consultation and be educated, then they were like, oh, actually there isn't anything bad because, and I can only use my own skincare range at this stage, all of my skincare is non-genetically modified. It's all of those things because they can exist Mm. in formulations that work. Mm -hmm. You've just got to know your formulations and how to make products. Mm -hmm. So they can exist in the same bottle, just got to find it. And it may not necessarily have the words clean beauty written on the well, front. Well, mine, mine don't yes. because that's not a market I'm interested to be involved in mm. because I just see through it. So, mm. no, I don't say that to people. It's just not the pool I swim in. What about the considerations like sustainability, ethical sourcing and environmental impact and the way that is used to tout a product as clean? Yeah, and again, that's what the whole definition of target marketing is about is that if you've been raised by hippies, you know, and some of us have, and then suddenly you've got this product in front of you and it's anti-palm oil deforestation and all of these environmental ticks, you're going to choose that. The problem is too, though, is that that also takes us toll on the environment because it can have a negative impact on the other ways that if we're pulling all of these natural resources out, We need to make sure that they are ethically sustained, but how do we prove that they are? Mm. Is that person that's making that product going to those places and those manufacturing plants and working that out? That's the scary thing is that who gets to say that it was ethically sourced or are they just putting it on the bottle? Because you can do that. Yeah. In Australia. Yeah. I can write ethically sourced on my product Mm because I created the label. It doesn't get checked. It doesn't get taken to some person that... Oh. No. Oh, wow. So you've got to have ethics and morals yeah. in the industry. In my opinion, if you're going to play in this industry and sell a quality product and sell honesty, you've got to have ethics and morals. And let me tell you, there's a lot of people out there that don't have ethics and morals that are producing product. So we want to make sure that we're educating ourselves about the right product to put on our skin. <laughs> Controversial, I know. <laughs> I know. Regardless of whether a product says it's clean or it's not, it's regular. Yeah. <laughs> um, are all products that are available in Australia from a reputable source, whether it's from a professional treatment yeah. salon like yours, from an online store that's reputable, yeah. or yeah. from a bricks Whatever. and mortar store, yeah. are they safe? From my understanding and my research. Regardless of clean beauty or not. Regardless <laughs> of clean beauty or not they're safe for your health. I don't think I've ever really come across anything that I've been like. It's come out recently there's a few spray tanning products on the market that don't have good things in them that I've heard recently that that made me a bit like, oh, I didn't didn't know that was in that because spray tanning isn't my speciality but I have contacts in the spray tanning industry and did a spray tanning story on Sunrise the other day and I learned all this stuff about spray tanning. Mm -hmm. So In that industry, from what I gather, there's controversy in what's ingredients. But no, for the most part, people wouldn't generally manufacture products that have bad and dangerous things in them because they want repeat business. (laughs) They don't want their clients dying. (laughs) No, true. (laughs) Yeah, so generally, no, they're safe. And then my last question about clean beauty and skin types. I feel like some people with perhaps sensitive skin or skin that doesn't tolerate a lot of active ingredients. Yeah. 
might be more inclined to go towards clean they beauty. Are. Is that That's something that you see all the time? What can be done about that for those people who might just think, oh, no, but clean beauty is the only option I education. have? Education. Mm-hmm. Education. I used to see that in dermatology all the time. People would arrive and they'd be like, oh, but I've got eczema or dermatitis so I can only use Vaseline or whatever mm. it is. I had a client recently who said, oh, I can't use vitamin C. And I was like, what do you mean you can't? And she was like, oh, no, through COVID I did this to my skin at home. And she'd completely ruined her barrier function and then thought it was the product's fault, but really it was her fault. (laughs) So then educate, educate, educate and work out what is a skin condition. And this whole skin type is really, most people just have skin and then they have a condition. And then my job is to work out what the condition is and bring their skin back to skin instead of skin with a condition. Mm. Yes, a lot of people with reactive skin usually go for the natural products. The annoying thing sometimes is that natural products or clean beauty often uses natural essences to fragrance their products because they smell so nice. And we all love a nice smelling product. Don't get me wrong. That though alone, the fragrance is usually what makes the eczema and the dermatitis worse and they don't know that because they're like, but it smells so good. And I'm Mm. like, yeah, but the smell doesn't belong on your skin. You need to find a good skin therapist that you trust and listen to her or him. Work it out and go and spend some time to educate yourself. This is our major, our biggest organ that we're treating. We need to treat it with care and we've got to educate ourselves about how to do that properly. Amazing. Truth Bombs Central today, Isabel. <laughs> thank you for this fascinating discussions on the complexities yes. and definitely unregulated world of clean beauty. You're welcome. If you were like me, my jaw was on the floor several times throughout that chat. It has given me a lot to think about when it comes to clean beauty, but I think above all else, the message was just because it says it's so doesn't mean it's so. Thank you for listening today. You Beauty is produced by Cassie Merritt with audio production by Leah Porges. Come back next week to hear me put another beauty expert in the hot seat. I will chat to you then. Bye.